With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome to TC Live. Rafa Nadal back on court in Madrid, getting ready to play his first match since the Indian Wells final. Coming back from a stress fracture in his rib, we'll get to see him in action on Tuesday, 22 days from the start of Roland Garros. And this, the first tournament since Paris last year with both Nadal and Djokovic in the draw. Great to see Rafa in Madrid, a tournament he has won five times. As we welcome you into our studios in Santa Monica, Steve Weissman in between a couple of multiple Grand Slam champions. Got Tracy Austin to my left, Mark Knowles to my right. Great to have both of you here on TC Live. And how about Coco Goff, able to eke it out against Putin Seva? Yeah, those, those days where you just don't feel that comfortable, and particularly on clay, because it's tough to hit through the slower surface. Putin Seva didn't look comfortable. You just got to grub those match out, matches out. Just try to figure out a way to stay calm and get through it. Get yeah, the w. As, you, as you said, Tracy, Putin Seva gets so many balls back in place, slow conditions. Coco was ahead many times in that match. I think she had over 20 break points, just wasn't able to really forge out in front. And Putin Seva is such a good fighter. But as you mentioned, it's how well you do when you don't play well. And it's good that Coco Goff was able to advance. Up to 15 in the world right now, career high in the live rankings. So Coco Goff moving on. And how about this draw in Madrid? Absolutely stacked. So we had a blockbuster matchup in the second round between Simona Halep and Paula Bedosa. Halep loves playing here. Two-time champion. Bedosa made the semifinals last year as a wild card rank 62, Tracy. Now she's number two in the world. Yeah, what a difference a year makes for Bedosa, who says, I live in Madrid. She's feeling the pressure playing here. She wants to play so well in front of her family and friends. So who's the underdog here. You've got Halep, who's 21 in the world now, but as you said, Steve, has won this title twice, has won Roland Garros, plays so well on this surface. Just recently hooked up with Patrick Maritoglu as her new coach. That seems to be working. She's standing close to the baseline, hitting deep, driving the ball, great angles, takes that first set easily. Bedosa had a, a shoulder medical timeout early stages of that second set, but it was just Halep who played so well and was forceful. Pretty routine. Unseated in Madrid for the first time since 2013. Halep, 21 winner. She is moving on. She'll play Coco Golf. How about Amanda Anasimova? Took out the defending champ, Arena Sabalenka, in the first round. Tracy needed a comeback against Petra Martic in this one. Martic on the four, on the four side is really got a crafty game, an all-court game. She can hit topspin. She can hit slices, the drop shots. It bothered Anasimova in the opening set. But then she really started to return well, started hitting with accuracy. And Anna just has that much more power on her ground strokes to hit through the clay. She really played a phenomenal second and third set. She's got to be happy with the way that she got through this match. Anna Samova 
first tournament on the red clay leading up to Roland Garros where she's made the semifinals before she will get Victoria Azarenka next. A couple of nice wins for Amanda Anna Samova. But how about Simona Halep? More wins, Nolsey, at this event than any other place other than the Australian Open and Roland Garros. What is it about Madrid that brings out her best game? Well, I think there's a little bit of altitude, so the ball goes through the court a little bit better. As Tracy said, she's being a little bit more aggressive today, and it's always been kind of an urge for her to be a little bit more offensive. She defends so well, but I really like the new voice, right? Tracy knows just to hear it. Somebody that sees your game through a different lens, right? Obviously, Darren Cale did an exceptional job with Simona, but just to have a different perspective, I think it's going to really serve her well. Yeah, and also, I think Patrick is so excited about the game, Patrick Mortoglu, and Simona talked about at the end of last year, maybe thinking about retiring because 2021 was so difficult for her. She had so many injuries. She had the calf injury in Rome, took her out of the Olympics, took her out of the French, uh, took her out of Wimbledon where she was defending champion. Uh, Then more injuries the rest of the year also. So it's great to see her excited. She said when she went to Patrick's camp and academy, there were all these kids that wanted to be just where she was at the top of the game. And she kind of realized, wow, I'm in a good place. And certainly on her way back to the top of the game as well. She's made four finals in Madrid. She's won it twice. Let's take a look at some of these scores on the women's side in Madrid because these matchups are big time. And we see Belinda Bencic, who won in Charleston. She comes through. Diana Stremska going down to Boscova. Angebur battle to get through in three sets. And Azarenka, who will meet Anna Samova next, gets through in three against Zidancek. The men get underway in Madrid tomorrow. And let's take a look at the projected round of 16 matchups. Look at this, Nolsey. What stands out to you? Well, pretty much all of it does. It's such a stacked draw in Madrid, especially that top half, Djokovic, Shapovalov. Nadal and Djokovic in the same half, but Nadal might have to play Alcaraz there in the quarterfinal. So many great champions in this draw. Four Grand Slam champions in the top half, only one in the bottom half. Incredible. You see Alcaraz playing his first match as a top 10 player, Tracy. He comes off that win in Barcelona. You got Nadal playing back for the first time since Indian Wells. He's 20 and 1 on the season. Four former champions in the draw as well. This Madrid event is going to be spectacular. I can't wait to see how it unfolds because you also have Djokovic who's playing just his fourth tournament of the year and he's starting to ramp it up a little bit more. Got to the finals in Belgrade, but he hasn't played as many matches as he really wants to leading into Roland Garros, so he needs more reps. That top half of the draw is ridiculous. I mean, talk about Casper Ruud, who's one of the best clay quarters. Throw him in the mix with Nadal and Alcaraz. That is delicious. And, and Nolsey, that, that says what's projected. First round, Andy Murray, Dominic team. What do you think of that? That's wild, right? To think first round matchup between those two Grand Slam champions is going to be a very difficult match. Murray wasn't going to play on the clay, decided to take the wild card. Team looked okay, said he played his best tennis this week. The second set was the best he'd played so far. So I think we're going to see a really interesting matchup there. But I'm curious, Tracy, do you think we're going to see a different Novak Djokovic than we've seen over the last couple of weeks in Madrid? Well, I think he knows that he has to be that much more aggressive. To see him run out of gas in the last couple of tournaments, particularly the last tournament, we never see that from him. And I think more nerves oftentimes saps your energy. Um, It's just, as we said, unusual for him to only play three events up to this time. I think he's five and three for the year. So he needs to play more matches, get into those tough you know, tough two-setters or a three-setter or two and and come through to gain more confidence. All right, more Madrid talk later. But first, we head to Munich, and how about this? 
four semifinalists all at their career highs right now. Botic Van de Zanschel looking to make his first ATP final. Playing one of the hottest players on tour in Misha Ketsmanovic. This was a very interesting match. Ketsmanovic got off to such a terrific start. We see beautiful volley there from Van de Zanschel, and he started to really apply himself. He said the conditions were a little slower today than in his previous match against Kasper Ruud, where he had that big win. Nice touch there as well. Van de Zanschel covers the court so well on the clay, and that was the difficulty for Kitsmanovic. He could never put the ball away. And more of the same here on match point. He missed the easy volley, and the Dutchman into his first ATP final. The Flying Dutchman coming through. And then it was Holger Rune, just turned 19 yesterday, fourth youngest semifinalist in tournament history, taking on the German Oscar Otta. How about the week that Holger Rune's having? He hadn't won consecutive matches on the ATP Tour this year. Comes in, takes out Sasha Zverev, and he played so confidently today in this semifinal. He was down early 4-1, but he's shown some great composure all week. Nice touch here with the drop shot. And just, you can't help but be super impressed by the young Dane. Hasn't dropped a set all week. This will be his first ATP final. Holger Rune gets into it. So, Tracy, you take a look at this final, and you got two guys playing their first ATP finals. What do you think? Obviously, you know Botic a little bit yes. as well, taking on Holger Rune. It's interesting because Botic is an incredible. He's kind of stocky, but he moves. Somehow he's there every time. He's got great hands to keep the point alive, but then he's got a massive forehand. He's got a, kind of a funky serve with that take back, yep. but somehow it gets the job done. I'm really excited about it. You know, Holger Rune, just as you said, just turned 19. We've been hearing about him for the last year, and it's exciting to, for, to see him start to make this breakthrough. 50-50. I don't know. I'm on the fence with that. Uh, but it's exciting time that these guys are starting to see the lanes are opening up because there's no Roger, Novak not quite playing as well, and Rafa's been out for a bit. Yeah, you never know what to expect when they're experiencing their first ATP final, right? But Holger Rune, he said that he's ready for the moment, right? He has the goals to be number one in the world, which is, that's a lofty goal. But, Tracy, one thing you said that really stood out to me, when I watched Van de Zenschel play, I look at his body, and I don't see speed necessarily, right. but he covers the court so well. In that match against Kitsmanovic, he kept getting an extra ball back in play, so his movement's underrated. So at the combine, the, the 40 wouldn't be his specialty, <laughs> but it's deceptive. It, it's deceptive yeah. speed. All right. Looking forward to that one. Somebody's going to come out with the title for the first time in their career. Meantime, we got a final coming up in Estoril as well. More highlights from the European clay. All-American epic matchup between Francis Tiafo and Sebastian Corda. We've got that when TC Live rolls on. We are getting pumped for Paris. Big TC Live preview show May 21st from Roland Garros on the eve of the tournament. Cannot wait to get back to Paris. And we got Novak Djokovic, defending champion. He will be there. It's going to be a very interesting French Open on both sides, but especially the men's side, because we don't know where Novak Djokovic is. Rafa coming back from injury. Hopefully we'll see something in Madrid to kind of gauge his level. Carlos Alcaraz, of course, has announced his arrival. And let's not forget, if Dominic Thiem gets back in form, he was one of the best clay court players in the world pre-injury. So it should be very exciting. Can anyone beat Iga Swiatek now? <laughs> I don't know. What's she at? 23, yeah. 24 consecutive <laughs> matches now. She's clearly the favorite, and she's won Roland Garros before. So, But I think it's wide open. Osaka, she 
historically has not done well on clay, but she looks like she's playing much better now. Simona Halep, who's 21 in the world right now, that, that seems like a silly number next to her name. She looks like she's playing fantastic tennis. Can Sabalenka start to play better and do some damage? It's wide open. And, and the men's side, usually we're Rafa and it's going to be Novak. It, right now, I don't know, is, are they both going to be a little undercooked going into the French Open? Because Rafa only has 22 days, and uh, even though he's won so many times, what, 13? Yeah. It's still not very much time. And we're not even talking about the defending champion on the women's side, Barbara Krejcikova. We'll see what happens. Wide happen. open. <laughs> Last American man to win at Roland Garros, Andre Agassi, back in 1999. Belated happy birthday to Andre yesterday with his big birthday. And how about the semifinals in Astro? We had two Americans. Tracy, you called it. Francis Tiapo, 2-0 head-to-head against Sebastian Corda would have to come from behind in this one. This was a roller coaster ride from the beginning. It was Tiafo who had 4-2 in the opening set. Long match yesterday, three hours, but he came out energized. But then Sebastian Corda, who is so calm, he came back strong, just took his time, and got that opening set, started returning so much better. The second set, it was Corda who had a 5-2 lead. You're thinking, Francis Tiafo, he's out of gas. He's already played three three-setters coming into this match. The crowd got him involved. Francis had been a finalist back in 2018. Everybody loves Francis. They helped to get him engaged, and this went to a second-set tiebreak. He played with so much more aggression. Takes that second set. We go into a third, and Tiafo's got a 4-1 lead, and... Corda brings it back to four all. Is there going to be one more twist in this three-setter? Nope. It's going to be Francis Tiafo into the finals for the second time in Estero. Came back from a set love two down to Dusan Lajevic. Came back from two five down in the third to Davidovich Fokina. And then three match points down in this match. Sustain the bite. <laughs> what does that mean? Not sure. We'll have to ask Big Foe. But take a look at this, Nolsey. What Seb Corda has been on the verge of some big wins this year and hasn't been able to close. Listen, it's been a great year, right? He's into the top 30 in the world. Now he'll be ranked number 30 when the rankings come out next week. But he has had some hiccups, as you can see. He's been up in four matches where he's served for the match in Delray Beach against Cam Norrie, in Acapulco against Lajevic. We all remember that match against Nadal, a 5-2 in that final set, and a couple of match points today. So a couple of hiccups. But I'm sure he's done everything right. The process is coaches around him with his father's experience. He'll find a way to process this in the right way. The good news, he's putting himself in this position. For Francis Tiafo, he talked after about his third massive comeback this week. Uh, today was crazy. I was super down and out. Um, you know, I was, I was almost getting sad at the end. I was like, God, I hope this is not over today, this amazing run. But, um, yeah, again, I stuck with it. You guys are really getting behind me. Obviously, you guys, you know, pay tickets for this, wanted to see me put on a show. And, um, you know, I felt that energy and I kept going. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's only because of you guys. It's honestly what it is. Francis Tiafo, the only active American man now with multiple finals on European red clay. Mm. They're both in Estoril. And I love that. For so long, Mark, you know, 
that the American man didn't like to go over to play at Roland Garros. In fact, they would kind of delay going over to play the clay court events. But now we're seeing some of the young ones. We Taylor Fritz a few weeks ago in Monte Carlo. He made some major breakthroughs. I feel like Francis enjoys this surface. Corda, even though he didn't win this match, he's gotten to the semifinals, and he slides well. They know how to develop points, and it's the mindset is good. They believe that they can win on this surface, and that's, that's the key. I think you're 100% right, Tracy, right? There's a willingness now to go over on the clay. Taylor Fritz did a good job of it. These youngsters are going out to try to complete their game, get a more well-rounded game. So really good to see. And Francis Tiafo, I mean, is he not one of the most entertaining players on tour? I mean, I'd pay to watch him play any day of the week. Absolutely electric. He will go for his second career title tomorrow against Sebastian Baez in the final. We talk about Seb Corda being able to play on this surface. And one of the reasons, Nolsey, is because of his backhand. Oh, in my estimation, he's got one of the prettiest backhands I've ever seen. I mean, we marvel all the time about one-handed backhands. Very rarely do we kind of single out two-handers. But to me, the way that... Actually, you know what? You guys mind if I get up? Yeah, I, of I course. Need, I, I yeah. A little illustration. Oh, we got a racket. I'm going to show you what I'm talking prepared about. prepared for TC Live. Stay with me here. It's probably my last show, so I'm going to go ahead and take over, all right? So what I like the most, and Tracy, you're the expert on the two-handers, is if when you watch Seb Korda, the left shoulder leads everything, right? He goes here, and then he looks to go forward, and then his contact point is out in front. And I remember, Tracy... It used to be back in the day, I think, of the great two-handers, Andre Agassi, Novak Djokovic on the men's side. Agassi, it used to be step across and go through. However, they all load first. They load first here, and then the body weight's coming forward. And to me, I think that Seb Korda is probably going to be on the Mount Rushmore of two-handed backhands when it's all said and done for him. Yeah, I love that shoulder turn that we see from him. The racket head is up a little bit so that it starts to create some racket head speed as he moves through the hit point. And the commitment, the step forward, as you said, that's so important to have a large step forward with the front foot because that really gets your legs into the shot and leaning and through the strike zone towards your target. Excellent. So I referenced a couple other ones. So why don't we have a look at the world number one on the men's side? Because to me, he's got the best two-hander. And look at that. The left shoulder takes everything back, rinse and repeat every time. Look at that. The left shoulder goes back. Contact point is out in front. Not sure there's many that does it better. And look at this. This is practice film here. It just looks like rinse and repeat, shoulder back, racket head dips, as you just mentioned, Tracy, contact point out in front. And then one other great two-hander that we like. Steve, you just mentioned it was his birthday yesterday. How about the king, Andre Agassi? He was a little bit more step across back in the day, but same preparation. If you look, it's loaded here, and then he gets that weight going forward. So, those three guys, very similar backhands. We know that Seb Korda has worked with Andre Agassi, and I think he's got one of the best backhands in the game. So you talk about that left shoulder, but it's the left hand also that stays through the contact point to drive through it that really helps. And so often, I believe, club players forget about this hand, whether it's left hand for balance or whether it's two hands to drive through that contact point. They come across too quickly. You need to do... Hit that, use that left hand for accuracy and for depth. <laughs> I mean, Tr Tracy knows about the two-hander, right? Well, uh, I mean, I, I put some other people up there, but if you want to talk about the best two-hander <laughs> ever, this is what you got to look at right here because this is what I grew up watching. Look at this two-hander. It doesn't get any better. Loads it, left shoulder back, steps across. Ever miss a backhand, Tracy? I've missed plenty. I've missed plenty. Never, <laughs> never. 
one of the best two-handers in the game. Love Tracy we showed Austin. a lob. Love we showed a lob there. Yes. <laughs> you can do it all. Can be, right? <laughs> it's all about that left hand. You want to stay over there and hit some? Or? Well, you know, Are you going to join us again? I'm kind of a one-handed guy, so yeah. I was going to try to, like, illustrate. Maybe, look at maybe, your listen, we, we, we got, we, we got balls here. Right look here. at your we, left I mean, hand. Listen, we can all move around here. We, we can drop give feed. What, what do you want here? Give me something, Steve. Ready? You load it. Bang! That's how you hit it. Okay, stop. <laughs> don't hit Tracy. Don't hit Tracy. All right. Here we go. Where's that ball? There we go. Yeah, no, who Let's can I hit? not hit? Okay, we're going to go over that way. Oh, no, no, you got to hit something. I got to hit somebody. You have to hit something. Oh, oh <laughs> we haven't We Look haven't broken that. anything yet. Okay, we haven't broken anything more. yet. One more. One more. Look at the footwork the on the preparation. She, t- she took the window out. We, she took the window out. I think she loves this, by the way. I think we start doing this all the time on TC Live. Where'd, where'd the ball go? I feel we, like we need we're Shaq. Best I think she needs another one. In the history. I feel like Tracy we're Shaq, Austin. right? Getting up for the basketball. Okay. Do I do one more? I think I'm going to hurt somebody. Right. Or Jess is a little bit scared right now. Steve, well should I show us? Right yeah. Right wait, wait. wait let, let's let Here. Steve show us the two-handed. Okay. He goes two instead of one. Here we go. Oh, boy. Step. Yes! Oh, very nice. <laughs> right, right through the camera. Right? I didn't hit anything. Awesome. We, all, we all made it, and we didn't break anything. Love That's it. how you do TC Live. Okay. We're going to take a break here before the studio falls all apart. Take another look at this one. Tracy Austin. The two, oh, look at the footwork. Look at that. That's a thing of beauty right there. <laughs> Great the shoulder. finish. That was awesome. <laughs> Back on TC Live, the match point predictor is back for Madrid. Play for free, win prizes, fit for the ultimate tennis fan. Go to tennis.com slash play right now or scan the QR code that's right there on your screen. Answer six prediction questions about what's going to happen at this week's Madrid Masters event. You can answer questions like which women and men you think will reach the final. It all closes on May 4th, so... Tracy, which of these would you like to answer? Wow, that's a lot to take in in about five seconds. <laughs> you think I'm really smart or something? I uh, want you to tell. I want you to predict the number of games that we played in the women's final. That's an easy one. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to go with top half of the men's. I think it's going to be Nadal or Alcaraz. Okay, not joking. Wow, but there's a not chance Djokovic. that Nadal could be in the same half as Novak in that top half. That's what I'm going All with. Right. I mean, Go Novak, 5-3 and three for the year. I don't yeah. know. Nadal's 20-1. and one. I'm like going it. with it. Yeah. What Why about not? you? How about I'll take the bottom half? Who's going to come through in the bottom half? Okay. I don't even know who's going to be on the bottom <laughs> half, but I'm going to say, there. I'm going to hope that Tsitsipas <laughs> might be down there. We know Sasha Zverev will yeah. be down there as right. the number two seed. Um, I'm not sure Zverev's going to come through. I'll go with Tsitsipas. Okay. All right, I like that. Uh, Time now to enter the social net. We've got some good ones for you today. Take a look at these. Uh, This week was the anniversary of Rafa Nadal entering the top 10. It was 17 years ago, Tracy. He's still in the top 10. We're lucky he didn't get injured holding that trophy. Didn't have a neck injury. That's (laughs) quite the trophy. But on a serious note, that is absolutely phenomenal. Not one single week in 17 years Mm. has he been out of the top 10. And that includes all of those injury breaks that he's had sometimes out for six months. That goes to show when he plays, he wins, right? (laughs) Even when he's out for injury. This is interesting here. It spans quite a list there. Andre Agassi, born in 1970. Alcaraz, born in 2003. The one constant, Rafael Nadal in the top 10. 866 weeks and counting in a row 
in the top ten for the great Rafael Nadal. Steve, I got a question for yeah. you. Who did Rafael Nadal get his first ATP Tour win over? It was 20 years ago to the day. Where was it? It was in Mallorca. Maybe Tracy knows? Give us a little hint. Uh, is it- he is from Paraguay. Paraguay. Got first name is Ramon. Oh, my gosh. And his last, last name, name is? Delgado. Ramon, Ramon Delgado. Delgado. All right. That's a good, that's a good trivia question. Never was going to get that one. <laughs> Never. Never. Uh, congratulations and big ups to our Tennis Channel teammate, Taylor Townsend, into her first final in three years, playing the 100K in Charleston, South Carolina this week. Some great wins. Just beat Whitney Osigwe in the semifinals today. Know what it is? It's being a part of the Tennis Channel family. It's happened to so many. They're injured or with Tay-Tay, it was pregnancy, I think. So they come here, they work, they get inspired, and they go out and they take those wins. Good job. Go, Taylor. I think it's the instructional videos that we provide on (laughs) TC Live. All right, uh, go out tomorrow, win that title, Taylor. Looking forward to that. And then we've got this. We've got Teo Davidoff, who is uh, the young player, 11 years old, in the near court, who hits a forehand with his left hand as well as his right hand. And he just played in this event, an IMG Future Stars Invitational, against the 10-year-old brother of Carlos Alcaraz, Jaime Alcaraz. Beat him love and won. Love and won. Wow, this is interesting. There was a, a woman way back in the day that got to the finals at Wimbledon, Beverly Baker Flights. She had two forehands, and then we all know Monica Sellis had two backhands. I don't know. It's interesting. If they can get it from one hand to the other quick enough, two forehands, Mark, that seems like a huge advantage. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we also remember a good friend of ours, Luke Jensen. He was able to serve off off both wings, big righty serve and big lefty serve. But two ground strokes, two forehands, it's going to be interesting. But what I'm more interested in is he should be training at IMG with his shirt off with Nick (laughs) Ball's (laughs) shirt. Looking for the tan at, what is he, 10 or 11? He's 11, yeah. And we got another Alcaraz coming up, which is pretty cool as well. Just 10 years old, Jaime, but uh, Teo was able to get it done at this IMG event in Athens, Greece. A lot more to get to this week here on Tennis Channel. The schedule tomorrow, we got Championship Sunday in Munich, Estrel, plus both the men and women in action in Madrid. Coverage starts 5 a.m. Eastern, TC Live after all of the play and encore coverage all night long. More TC Live after this. Perfect conditions, the magic box. Taking a look at our coverage, Road to Roland Garros, Sunday, 5 a.m. Eastern. A lot of spectacular matches to choose from. Tracy, where are you going to go? I am going with Andrescu and Collins. Andrescu is outside the top 100, which doesn't seem correct for a Grand Slam champion who plays so well on this surface. Danielle Collins, I think she can play well. She's won a couple titles on play last year. A lot of great matches here, but as I told you earlier, any time that Francis Tiafo is on the ticket, I'm going to be there watching. He'll be going after his first title in Esther, really made the finals there back in 2018. And I think he's going to need to bring that energy. You know, it kind of comes in and out with the energy. I think he's going to need the energy from the start against the young Argentine. I think he gets more support there than Ronaldo. I mean, this is a guy, <laughs> they love him in Portugal. And Bianca Andreescu taking on Danielle Collins, really looking forward to that matchup as, as an early-round matchup to see Danielle Collins, who hasn't played in a while. Mm. And Bianca Andreescu took six months off and then just won her first match against Allison Risk and is really changing her whole perspective on how she's playing tennis now. 
It's great to have Bianca Andreescu back. I mean, she's had to deal with so many injuries for such a long time, and we know the level she can play at. So she'll be tested against Danielle Collins. That'll be a very interesting match. I think for Francis Tiafoe, I'm going to go back to that, yeah. that great entertainer. He needs a quick first set because, or, or when to win that first set. He's already played four three-setters. And I think the energy level, that gas tank has got to be near empty at this point. And you're, but you are right. The crowd is what saved him today and got him involved. He's got to feel like it's a home court match for him. He's got to play Estoril every year. He's 10-3 and three in Estoril. I mean, this guy's been to a final before. Second final there. I think he comes through, takes the title tomorrow with that Portuguese crowd behind him. Well, that is another edition of TC Live, maybe our most fun edition, because we got to get up off the desk, do a little demonstration. Those are with the one-handed backhand. Tracy, the, the footwork showing us how to hit the two-hander. Look at that. Just so a, a thing of beauty. Here's the footwork in heels. The finish. I mean. And look at that. Look at that. Woo. <laughs> It's a good time here on TC Live. Thanks for joining us today. For Nolsey and Tracy, I'm Steve. We'll see you again tomorrow.